Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everyone's voices. I change everyone's names. You can call me from a phony number. You can email me from a phony email. I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show while remaining anonymous, or you don't have to be anonymous if you have something you want to promote, you have an interesting, naughty secret life or not secret life that you want to talk about, you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a confession you want to leave on my confessions line, I have one of those. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You can call that number 24-7. Make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes. Leave a message. If you need more time, just hang up. Call back. We edit those together. I change the voices on my confessions. Those are all aired on my Patreon. If you want to hear all the confessions that I've received on that line. There's hundreds of them as well as get all my episodes early and ad free as well as get Q and A's where I answer all kinds of private questions as well as see all the R rated naughty pics of all my guests plus get access to my private discord where people get X rated. I don't get involved with that but discord is a place where people my Patreon members go in as themselves. They post whatever they want. That's where the x-rated stuff is you get access to all of that and because this is a fetish friday episode i have two separate tiers on my patreon one for hosers those are guys who love fucking pantyhose and cross-dressers any cross-dressers if you sign up for the cross-dressing tier it's ten dollars but you get access to everything all the pantyhose stuff all the beginner stuff on the regular tier the pics of guests and the discord channel um, as well as exclusive cross-dressing episodes i post in a, one episode a month on there but because you're signing up and i've been up and running for years there's tons of exclusive episodes up that you could go and listen to the pantyhose tier is seven dollars a month the crushing tier is ten dollars a month because you get everything and if you want to sign up for that you go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast the link to that is in the description now today i have on doug when doug originally wrote in i thought it was gonna be just an episode about a guy who cross dresses and is into pantyhose but turns out he's got this whole other thing going down which is he can suck his own dick <laughs> so that's where we start out because he throws that out into the convo very early on he's also bisexual he's got a lot of different things going on and we touch upon all of them first we talk about how he could suck his own dick, how he figured it out, how he does it, the positions he does it in, all the girls that were down for it. Some of his girlfriends knew and joined in. His wife, who he's with right now, joins in, likes to suck his dick with him. <laughs> Eventually, he did get into pantyhose and cross-dressing. He talks about that. Then he did meet a girl who was like into watching guy and guy porn. And that kind of got him thinking about guys. And he wound up going online and 
started chatting with some guys, and then he started experiencing guy-on-guy action. He eventually met up with a guy who was dressed, and then he started meeting up with guys when he was dressed. He's had full-on penetration and did all that kind of good stuff. And then he met his girl who he's with now, his wife. He talks about how he copped to everything with her. She knows everything. She knows that he's been with guys. She knows that he cross-dresses. She's down with it all. Uh, eventually he gets a free pass from her to play solo, but they do have a threesome with a guy together. They both hook up with a guy together. He talks about that. Then they have passes, free passes to play solo. He has played with guys solo. He talks about that. There's a lot of details, a lot of specifics, a lot of different things going down. He's got a lot of fetishes, the cross-dressing, the uh, pantyhose, the guy-on-guy action while dressed, I don't think it's a fetish to suck your own dick. I didn't even know that that was possible, but it's possible for him. And he talks about that. (laughs) So there's a lot going on with Doug. So I'm going to get right to it and be right back on with Doug. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, Hi, Doug. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Not bad. How are you? I'm good. So listen, Doug, you're a bisexual cross-dresser in an open marriage. Yep. So she knows you're a cross-dresser? Yeah, she knows. She knows. Okay, cool. So listen, Doug, tell me your story. You sound young. How old are you? Uh, I'm in my 40s. Oh, you are? Okay. How long have you been married for? We've been together a little over 20 years. Okay, and let's go back to the cross-dressing, I mean, and being bisexual. Like, which one came, which one did you realize you were first? <laughs> well, I, I never really uh, thought of myself as even bisexual. I mean, I, I, started, I started masturbating, I guess, around typical age. And uh, shortly after that, I discovered that I was always an athlete, always in shape and build, athletic and hung, which helps. And uh, quickly realized that I was actually able to suck my own cock. So that's that quickly what? became part of mine. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, did you put that in the email to me? I don't remember that. I think I did, yeah. Oh my fucking goodness. I could just make a whole episode on that. What do you mean you could you quickly realize you could do that? How long was it? And how old were you? Like I said, I typical age started masturbating very slim very very hung and uh, i just like i remember uh, stretching one morning before going out for uh, practice and uh, i thought man i'm like really close i could probably get it in my mouth and with very little effort i was able to do it uh, the first time obviously i got better at it but oh my god i mean is that normal i always thought that that was like maybe a lie or a, a, a made-up thing in porn where they like mock it up or was something fake i just feel like is the human body supposed to be able to do that probably not <laughs> or else everybody would be able to yeah no doubt and i i like I, said, I think every every guy tries at some point at least that's what they say but uh, yeah i was able to do it right away I, i'd say probably at least a couple inches of my mouth first time and as I got better at it, I was able to actually suck my cock. Wow. So did you just like never leave your room? <laughs> it definitely made things easier. That's for sure. Well, it's weird because it's really happened to you very early on. So you don't really understand every other person's life of like never being able to do that and only be able, being able to jerk off with a hand. So you don't really know the difference right it just that was always available for you so you don't even realize how lucky you were i don't think because it was like you could always just blow yourself no for sure it was uh, definitely a heightened heightened i guess version of masturbating which was obviously became part of my regular routine because i mean why jerk off when you can suck your own cock right so does that tie into the whole bisexual thing not really, because I, I was always obsessed with the female form, and uh, I usually masturbated to. I, I pretty much exclusively watched girl-on-girl porn well into my 20s. Oh, okay. And that was, like, again, it was I, I knew it was something I couldn't share with everybody, obviously, and I, I didn't think people would understand it, and it was just a, one of those things that if it feels good, do it. Can I ask you how long your dick is <laughs> that you could do that? Like, you know, uh, how a, long is I'm it? Yeah, I'm about eight inches. That's it? I mean, are you just limber? I'm very limber, very slim. Like I said, athletic. 
I know, but there's a lot of slim athletic guys that have eight inch cocks. Like, are you double jointed or something? I think that eight inches isn't that long. Not that it's, listen, most people don't, aren't eight inches and they're like, oh, I wish I was, but it's not like that uncommon, right? But I don't think it's common that guys could do that. So that's where I'm like, how, how did you do that? It's not about the length. It must've been about some weird spine that you had or something that you could like contort into this way to be able to do it because plenty of people are thin, plenty of people are athletic, plenty of people are eight inches. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, with with little to no effort, I was able to get it in my mouth first time. But I mean, can you, you know, do like back bends and flips and stuff? Are you oddly flexible? I'm very flexible for sure. Yeah, something's going on there. It's a little weird. Not, But interesting. Did you realize that this was something that other people didn't do? I mean, I grew up without the internet age. So yeah, again, I knew it wasn't something I was going to be able to share with people or ask, hey, can you do that too? But I didn't feel weird about it. I didn't feel like, oh my God, like I want to go and suck another dick now. Like I just was something I could do to myself and I enjoyed doing it myself. Yeah, because if you think about it, listen, whether you're sucking your own dick or playing with your pussy or jerking yourself off, you, that doesn't mean that you want to go do that to somebody else. Guys are constantly touching their own dicks, but it doesn't mean they want to necessarily go out and touch exactly. another. So same shit. It makes sense. Okay, For but sure. eventually you do turn by. But let, let's, though, stay when you're younger. I'm still obsessed with the fact that you could do this to yourself. Do you ever wind up telling people? Does your, your wife obviously knows? She knows I was caught once and my ex-girlfriend knew I could do it. We actually, it was something we would do together. What do you mean do together? You would both blow you at the same time? <laughs> oh, my oh my God, does she love it? Yeah, so it was the first time with my ex-girlfriend. Like I said, I was caught once before, but it was something that was never really talked about afterwards. But with my ex-girlfriend, it was, it was just like, I don't know, kind of one of those things where... You know, oh, hey, kind of hinting at a blowjob kind of thing. And she, she wasn't opposed to getting blowjobs. She did like doing it, but it was for whatever reason that day it was, wasn't happening. She said, oh, you're big enough. You could probably suck your own cock. And I kind of laughed and she said, no, seriously, have you ever tried? You probably could do it. I, w- I want to see you try. So you acted dumb. <laughs> Oh, let me I, see if exactly, I could try. <laughs> exactly. Very, very hesitant. No, no, no. I yeah. don't want to try that. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Right? And uh, again, it was basically there's a few positions. There's the sitting position where you can reach your arms around your legs and pull yourself into yourself, which makes it a little easier. Then there's a position where you can lie on your back and throw your legs over your head, which is basically you're using gravity at that point and that's that's typically what, what I would do for facials is I would do it in the sitting position and then throw my legs over my head to come on my own face. Right after you blow yourself. And the sitting position was I would just stay in the sitting position if I wanted to swallow. Wow. Okay. So, so when you would do it with that girl, she was turned on by the fact of watching and seeing you and then she would join in and that's what you guys would do together. Yeah, she was super, super turned on by it for sure. We actually broke up shortly after her discovery of that. I guess not really discovery, but kind of pulling that on me. And we were living together and I needed to find another place to stay. So I did live there for a bit still. And there was a couple situations where it continued to happen. Obviously, you know, living together. Yeah, everyone that uh, breaks up, they don't just break up one time. You always go back to fool around and shit, especially if the sex is good, whatever. She was still turned on by that, but she didn't want to be with you. You know what I mean? That happens all the time. Yeah. So when does the whole cross-dressing thing come about? Because we haven't figured out that you're bi yet. We know this interesting fact about you. Like, you're still young. Are you dressing then? Yeah, much doing that to myself. It was, uh, again, shortly after that discovery, it was a friend of mine, neighbor of mine, they were going to a costume party and I got the last minute invite kind of thing. And I thought, oh, geez, I don't have anything to wear. Like, uh, I want to go. But, and my mother was always one of those people that if there was a wedding or if there was some new event that she wanted to go, she would, she would buy a new outfit and wear it once and never to be, never to be seen from again. So she had this collection of clothes that was just there. 
I, I thought, hey, my mom's got all these dresses and stuff and uh, throw a pair of uh, pantyhose on and a dress. And I already had the long hair to go with it. So I thought it's one of those things like football players dress up as cheerleaders in high school, oh, and cheerleaders dress up as football uh, yeah. players kind of thing. So I was, I was one of those guys that do anything for a laugh kind of thing. And my friends knew that. So I thought, oh, this would be hilarious. And got dressed up. We went to the party. And I quickly realized, like, okay, my friends know I'm doing this ironically, and they think it's funny, but now there's all these other people here, and they're looking at me, and I did have long hair, and I was very slim, and I, I started to feel, I guess, awkward. Uh-huh. And along with that, the pantyhose is what really started to arouse me. Oh, you wore pantyhose with the outfit. So pantyhose was like right. your gateway drug. It's a lot of times that's the case with cross-dressing. It's not always. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very evident that that was what I was being turned on by and being aroused by. And I didn't feel comfortable being at the party any longer and decided to leave. And it was not close to home. So I had to walk home like that. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You mean like fully erect, you're saying? Like, what do you mean walk home like that? Oh, walk home all dressed up. I mean, it was Halloween, right? Yes. Okay, but you were still uncomfortable, maybe because on some level you knew you liked it and you were thinking everyone else realized because it is Halloween. It's the one time you can walk around and not be uncomfortable like that. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was was definitely me getting inside my own head for sure. And wearing pantyhose is something that quickly became part of my masturbatory routine or suck my own cock. It was something that I would do regularly along with that. Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it it was never more than that. Like I never started dressing as a woman or stuff like that. It was was definitely mostly just a pantyhose thing. So yeah, as I got older, I got my own car and got stuff. So, uh, I I live in a small town. I wasn't comfortable with trying to go buy pantyhose or lingerie or stuff in where I was from. So yeah. I would like, town over and work up the courage to go into a store early in the morning and try and get something or whatever. But yeah, eventually that did happen. To get more clothes, right? But so at this point, though, you're young. You're able to suck your own dick. You're buying pantyhose. You like the feel of them. I mean that, and it became like. It's, it's a sexual thing for you at that point, right? Yeah, completely, for sure. Yeah. It was a matter of it feels good, do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't help it. Once that like clicks in, what it, well, like you're going to keep going back. And I think that's what makes it become so powerful because especially if you make that connection early on during the times in your life when you're just like at home behind closed doors and can jerk off as much as you want. When you keep then now doing it with pantyhose on, now you're like clicked in that's the thing it, you're going to put them on and it's going to happen it's like uh, you train yourself into it kind of no for sure and uh i moved out and i had roommates so it was always something that you know i i tried to uh, I, I there was a lot of buying stuff and purging stuff because you know the, the fear of getting caught with it right yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's got that's a big cross-dressing thing the purging <laughs> they buy they purge they say oh, i don't want to do it anymore did you ever get caught I, I did get caught. Um, so yeah, I moved out. I had a few roommates, uh, lived on my own pretty much from my late teen years on. And I, I, I had a serious girlfriend for a bit and we ended up moving in together probably for about a year, I'd say. And she broke up with me. She moved out and I had been, I guess, kind of flirting, like harmless way. I've never cheated on, on any, any relationship I've ever been in, but there was, there was definitely a harmless flirting thing going on with a girl at work. And 
we had broken up and I'd gone to work a few days later or whatever and run into her and it was all, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm single now, want to go out, want to have a drink, blah, 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 whatever. And we ended up going out and hitting it off, but it was, it was definitely more right away. It was very clear that it was just a relationship of convenience and booty call kind of thing, friends with benefits, I guess. And she had told me that she was really into watching two guys and it wasn't about them being gay. It wasn't about them being straight. She just, she was super turned on by watching two guys. And that was something she wanted to do, you know, with me. She loved watching guy on guy porn. I had pretty much exclusively watched girl on girl porn my whole life. And starting to watch this with her, it was like, oh my God, like part of the reason I didn't really watch mainstream straight porn, I guess, was because I didn't find the guys appealing, really. And the guys in bi porn or gay porn or whatever were, were clearly more attractive and fit and nice cocks and whatnot. So it, I was definitely turned on by it, but wasn't yet comfortable sharing that with someone. But this girl shared it with you. She was the one that turned you on to it. Yeah, and, and it wasn't... I didn't really feel like I, I couldn't share it with her, but it was it was also a very eye-opening thing. Oh my God, like girls are like this too. Like like girls are kind of kinky too. Like I didn't, you don't know that as a, as a, a young man. You think everything you think is, oh my God, am I the only one? Is that weird? Totally, especially before the internet because you don't have, you don't, you can't go online and Google and see a million other people talk about the same weird shit. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So shortly after our friends with benefits relationship ended, I ended up trying a, a chat line to, to meet women. Went on a few times, met a few girls for coffee. Nothing really panned out. There was never any really real attraction or we didn't get, on, get along on an intellectual level or whatever. And I was pretty much ready to give up on, on the whole chat line thing. And one night I got a message from a guy on the girl's side saying, hey, I'm actually a guy and uh, just looking to suck hawk and that's all I want. No reciprocation needed, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, shit. I messaged him back and I'm like, I'm like, do guys go for that? And he's oh, yeah, totally. Some guys love just getting their dick sucked. They don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. So the light bulb kind of went off and I thought, well, I like sucking my own cock. I know that. I never really thought about being with another guy, but, you know, I've recently been watching guy on guy porn and being super turned on by it and thought hey what the hell if this is working for him maybe maybe i'll try this so yeah eventually i got the courage to go on the girls side of the chat line and had to fake my voice or whatever to leave the the message and would i would let guys kind of message me first why do you go in why do guys go in as girls like why not just go in as a guy so you weed out all the bullshit i mean like why not just go in like hey i'm a guy looking for a a guy why would you go in as a and catfish people like why do guys do that you pretended you're a well, girl i mean again the this particular chat line was was one of those things where it was free for girls but guys had to pay oh okay so you're you're getting in because you're cheap not because you want to catfish people because i i think that that's a common thing right a lot of guys are talking to chicks they think online, but they're dudes pretending they're. And I just always wonder why, like, especially if you're looking for guy and guy action, why you would go as a girl? Because then you'd, there's like a lot of guys that are going to be like, no fucking thank you once they find out you're a dude. Definitely. And I, I, I heard everything. I've, I've been, you know, chewed out and called everything in the book and, and whatnot. But, <laughs> uh, but again, it was also something that kind of fell in my lap and it wasn't, I didn't really have an avenue where I thought, even if this was something I wanted, that I could obtain this listen Otherwise. you are not the only one I, it's a very common thing that goes down i've just never talked to anyone that cop to the fact that they did it so it's interesting to me you're you're yeah. you're honest and i think a lot of guys like i said do it it's very common so i i was just trying to pick the brain of the guy that does do it like well, why would you but i think the fact that it's free i get it that's how i my whole show started i put ads in the personal section for people to call into my show because it was free <laughs> that's the only reason so yeah and it makes sense I, I think then too, in retrospect, I think if I think if there was some way I could have hooked up with another crossdresser or possibly even a she-male that I would have, I guess, internally felt better about it. 
because it was almost like kind of justifying it to myself. Oh, they look like a female, so it's cool. But again, that was less likely than hooking up with a guy in, in a small town. Yeah, 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 of course. So what did you find when you went out there as your fake girl profile? Uh, again, a, a lot of a lot of lashback for sure at first, and um, a lot of weeding guys out and trying to figure out what exactly I was I was going to try and get out of it. And there was a lot of arranging meetings that I would chicken out of or whatever. Yeah. And until until eventually, I actually had the guts to to go through with it and go meet a guy one night. And I was still living at the apartment that I I had lived with with my ex girlfriend. I uh, decided to take him back to, to my place and I guess size wasn't really something I thought about in that moment mm-hmm. and getting him back to my place when it was finally revealed he was like five inches five and a half inches and I thought okay and I started sucking his cock and just like quickly realizing oh wait size is definitely a thing because this is not enjoyable for me so I mean I I, I finished the job I guess and the next time I, I went on I, I made it clear that I was a size king or size queen whatever it was and that was something that was uh important and I, I would tell guys straight out if you're lying about your description if you're lying about your size don't don't waste my time don't waste your don't waste your time because it's not going to happen if you show up and you you lied yeah and then yeah eventually i i did it again i went and met someone i thought i don't want to bring him back to my place because i don't want to be caught in a situation where I'm at my place and it's not going to work out or i wasn't into it or and then having to get rid of them kind of thing so the next time was more public and then going somewhere outside that was secluded and and i guess seeing the goods and then going through with it and so you found a, a guy that was big i mean like what happened that second experience this is the time when you found yeah, the right person the the second guy was mm-hmm. definitely more ideal he was uh, much larger it was far more enjoyable doing it and uh, i quickly realized i think he was so much more appealing in in every way that i think i was a little overzealous the second time and it didn't last very long because uh, it was too good <laughs> yeah yeah he came very quickly and i mean like, like i found out too a lot of guys do and that was something that I was going to need to be conscious of if I wanted to wanted it to last a little longer for me to get my enjoyment out of it. Is the enjoyment and always that was, oral? That, you know, that's all I ever put on the table. I'd say probably about the first five or six guys I hooked up with, it was all only oral. Right. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't cross-dressing with guys at this point. It was just, just me showing up, sucking their cock. That was it. And so I'd say it was probably about five or six guys. And and eventually I decided to wear stockings to uh, a hookup. And it wasn't for them. It wasn't something I even mentioned on the phone. It was just something I I enjoyed. I was doing it for me. And the first time I wore stockings, I actually got picked up by a guy. We went to his place who it was like the next town over. We ended up driving to his house, which was the first time I had actually gone to someone else's house. And I went and changed. I came out of the the washroom and he was there in the living room, half hard. And he was huge. Like I'm talking like probably 10 inches at least. And I proceeded to start trying to suck his cock and he, he was big and it was, it was awkward. And it was the first time being at someone else's house, first time wearing stockings in front of someone. So there was a lot of nerves going on. Uh Uh-huh. And, and the size, I think, made it a little more difficult, I guess. And I guess he could probably maybe sense that. And he kind of threw it out there. He's like, hey, you, you want to go in the bedroom and have sex? Oh, so this is going to be your first time. Okay. Now, had you ever played yeah. around with any kind of like anal stuff like yourself alone? I, I hadn't at all. Okay. Never, never even crossed my mind. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, oh, shit, okay, this isn't working out. I've gone to all this effort to to meet this guy, and here I am all the way next town over at his house. And I I didn't feel like I was doing it out of obligation because I wanted something out of it, too. Yeah. But I remember that short walk to the bedroom thinking, oh, shit, am am I doing this? This guy is fucking big. Oh, my God, freaking out, right? 
Mm-hmm. And we get, I got to the bedroom and he was standing at the edge of the bed and I thought, okay, I'm obviously on the bed and I wasn't really comfortable, I guess, getting on all fours and having him behind me. So I, I guess I thought the only other safe option was to lie on my back, which in retrospect was more awkward for sure because he left the lights on and it was just my first time and i i literally i, I know it sounds hokey but I, once it started i really went somewhere else it very much stepping outside myself and almost like i was watching myself and it went on for however long he didn't finish i i don't even think i touched my cock or did anything and he went on the shower, I went on the shower, I came out and he was again in the living room and he hadn't gotten dressed yet. He was still sitting there and I thought, okay, let's let's give this a second go. I'm a little more comfortable now. I've been here a while. The nerves are, are passing. So I tried sucking his cock again and it was the only time I really had to work for it. Most guys were pretty easy to come. I would, I would recognize the signs and if I wanted them to last longer, I would have to be aware of the signs and slow down or hold off or make it make it last a little longer it was i realized that was kind of up to me if i wanted to, to last longer and this was the first time i like i said i really had to work for it and it was just i, I just it was a whole new feeling of i guess the sex too it was just very i guess submissive or like, i don't know if that's the word but yeah it was it was just it was so different mm-hmm. and you liked it i mean in a good way i i, I did yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. The next guy I ended up hooking up with, uh, again, was a situation where I ended up going to his house. And the first time since the first time that I didn't check out the goods before going with someone. And we get all the way to his place and he, he put some porn on and left the room. He came back and he was naked. And I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, I hope he's a grower because he's definitely not a shower. And he was maybe five and a half, six inches. And I thought, oh shit, not again. Oh my God. I know this isn't going to be enjoyable for me kind of thing. I proceeded to start to try and suck his cock and just wasn't into it at all. And I think he could sense that. And he asked, he's, can I suck your cock? And I never considered that before didn't really wasn't really part of my agenda it wasn't something i i thought about and i thought yeah sure okay i guess if that's gonna make this move forward and uh if i was hard before he started i wasn't once he did because i just i wasn't into it at all and that's that's where he threw out he's like, hey we could have sex right and i thought okay well you're half the size of the the first guy i was with the last guy i hooked up with so that's not going to be an issue and again it was a matter of i want to get something out of this experience too so i thought sure okay let's do that and he, he laid back on the bed and i thought okay i'm obviously on top and i got on top and i started to ride him and i just remember thinking at one point okay how long do i do this for because i just i wasn't I wasn't into it. It wasn't, I wasn't getting anything out of the actual sex. And at that point he started to get really hard and I could feel it throbbing inside me. And I, it started to make me hard without actually touching my own cock. And when he came, I exploded. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was not something I even thought was possible. A hands-free orgasm. Oh, hands-free? Yeah, I wasn't touching myself at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was it was definitely very eye-opening. I thought, oh, shit, wow. I, I guess I was very naive, and I, I really thought, okay, guys do that with each other because it's, that's their only option, and I didn't think the bottom guy got anything out of it. Right. And clearly they did because it was, like I said, hands-free. I never touched my cock at all during the, the entire the entire episode and I, I came and I was just like oh my god like it was very like I said wow like I, I can't believe that kind of thing and then the very next guy that was the first time I completely crossed chest in front of someone we went to a secluded place that I that I knew outdoors and I started sucking his cock and very early on he started hinting at oh my god you're so hot blah, blah. I really want to have sex with you I want to fuck you and he just he wouldn't he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't like, kept persisting. And I thought, 
all right, I've sucked this cock. I got to do that. So sure. All right, let's, let's have sex and made sure he put a condom on and I ended up bending over the car and he actually started going down on me, like putting his tongue in my, my ass. And that was out of left field. I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. Took, took me off guard. And I was like, Hey, sorry. Not sure if I'm, I'm either that or okay with that. And he was like, okay, that's fine. He proceeded to start to fuck me. And it was very much, I described it, I guess, as the first two times I had sex with guys. The third time I got fucked. He bent me over the car. He bent me over the car and I was getting, I was starting to get hard. And I remember at one point I tried to push myself back off the car to grab my cock. And he was, he was a little more aggressive and a little more confident. And he kind of forced me back down onto the car. And again, I came without touching my own cock. It wasn't a coincidence. This happened two times in a row now. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. Wow. That's something you could do. Not something I ever, not something I ever even thought was possible. So yeah, this, this is my mid twenties. So it was still not something I ever usually put on the table, but I, I found as I started cross-dressing every time. Every time I cross-dressed, guys wanted to fuck me. So that became something that happened more regularly. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting into another relationship. It didn't last very long. That's the girl that I had mentioned before, the first time I had sucked my cock in front of a girl. Uh-huh. And we we broke up probably about after a year, and that's when I ended up with the girl that I'm still with today. And it was probably about, I'm going to say, two years into our relationship when I finally opened up to her that I had been with guys and I started with that and I really thought to myself like shit telling her I've been with guys is one thing but then I'm gonna tell her that I cross dress too as a guy and as a guy who hooks up with guys and doesn't really consider themselves even bi and also cross dresses you don't you don't feel like you can tell that to someone and have them understand that you're not gay or you don't want to be a woman or this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I ended up sharing that with her and she was super into it and turned on by it. And I let that settle. And then I brought up the whole cross-dressing thing and she was, she was, I think a little surprised, but um, open and, and not, not judgmental at all. And it was something that I started doing around her. She was the first girl that pegged me and which was super hot and felt very vulnerable, but it was also, I guess, a turn on at the same time. Uh huh. She knew you were into guys at this point, right? And now you're doing that. Does she, right. does she like, where, where does this free pass come in? Because don't you have that with her now? I mean, how do you get to the point where you have an open relationship? And does she, but first, yeah. but did you tell her about your cross-dressing too? Yeah. So that's, that, that's, I struggled with the idea of telling you, sharing her with that, that with her too, because again, I thought I already told her with guys, I'm going to tell her I'm cross-dresser and, and She's going to think, oh, he's gay or he wants to be a woman. or that. And, that, and that was the big fear. Yeah. And I, I did share that with her. She was very accepting of it, very open, very whatever. So, I, I, again, it was just something we would do periodically across the cross-chest during sex. And we would suck my cock together or she would peg me or whatever. And as, as just that went on, we, it just it really opened up the dialogue which I think that alone really improved our sex life. Just we started sharing past experiences. She was someone who had been with a lot of guys before me. She, she really enjoyed sucky cock. And I was super turned on by the idea of her sucking out the guy's cocks because I knew the enjoyments one got out of sucking a cock. And I think that made it more of a turn on for me. And eventually we put on, put the, the Craigslist ad on, or we we had like our own separate ads. I would put a crossdresser ad up. She would put a single female ad up and we would try and we, we would never, um, we would never lie, but we would always come right out after guys responded to us saying, Hey, we know we're actually part of a couple. This is our deal. This is what we want. If you're into that cool, if not, whatever. And it, it wasn't something we felt obligated to do it was just something we were super again the dialogue was open and we were super turned on by it but we didn't also want to do it just for the sake of doing it kind of thing mm-hmm. eventually we were on a trip out of town and uh, we we had an ad up and we were back at our hotel and a guy responded and 
he ended up coming over and I had put sex on the table for the first time. And I thought she knows about that or whatever. And I just told him, I said, if you, you want to have sex, just make sure you bring condoms because we didn't have any, right? We, we weren't using it at that point. He ended up coming over to the hotel. We, he wasn't, he wasn't looking for sex, he said. And we both ended up sucking his cock together. And it was just, it was super hot and we were both really into it. And after that, it just, the conversations just, just grew to being open and just very trusting of each other and thought we're, we're, we're so open. We're so trusting of each other. We thought if it was easier for us to have these encounters separately, maybe we should look into doing that. And after that, we we're totally into her hooking up with whoever, me hooking up with whoever, as long as uh, our one rule was, as long as we shared afterwards. Oh, okay. But is it always solo or is it sometimes together? Well, that was actually the the only time we, we did it together. We've, we've tried to, to meet up with guys. We've gone to clubs. I've gone, we've gone to clubs where I've crossed just and we've gone out together and we've tried to pick up guys. But again, it's not something, it's not something we need in our relationship. So unless the right guy comes along, we're, we're not just going to jump at it for the sake of doing it. But you don't enjoy watching her. She doesn't enjoy watching you. I mean, it's interesting that it it's like something that you both enjoy, but you both enjoy it solo. You never want to do more together. We, we, we would be open to it. It just it just really hasn't presented itself. I mean, after that incident, I've only ever been with two guys since we've been together after that. Oh, okay. How and long have you guys been together? Almost 20 years. So you've only been in two and guys since then. Yeah, so the the guy the guy whose cock we sucked together that was probably around the ten year mark, yeah, well, yeah, maybe yeah. 12, twelve. I'm gonna say, and then there was a couple years after that, and then then I ended up trying grinder, mm-hmm. and I'd say about two years ago was my first hookup solo, and I met this guy, and we went to a park, and he took me out to a little wooded area. It was more like his backyard than mine, so I, I was trusting that he knew somewhere secluded kind of thing, and we went there, and I, I sucked his cock, and we almost got caught. I'm like, really? Come on. Like, first time I've done this solo in so long, and that almost happened. I was just like, oh, my God, but whatever. And then the more recently, the the last guy I hooked up with was was a black guy, and he was he was big, he was really big. When you met the, this big guy, the BBC guy, like you're going dressed. I, I I always dress with guys now, yeah. Right, right. So you never do you feel like if you like would you ever want to be with a guy as a guy, or is it something that you're only into when you're dressed up, like a lot of cross dressers? Uh, I mean, I, I would definitely be open to to doing it. I think it would be something more that I'd be okay with if, if it's me and her hooking up with a guy together. I think solo is something I feel more comfortable doing. Huh? I, I don't know if it's, again, the psychological part of it, but again, it's just I, I always view, like when I started cross-dressing, hooking up with guys, I never t- even told them on the chat lines or the, the Craigslist. I never even brought that up to them because it always seemed when I brought up the cross-dressing, they would always go straight to, oh, you like dressing up like a little sissy? Yeah, I'll shoot you like a little bitch, you know, this, little that, whatever. It always got very derogatory and very humiliating and i think the guys just automatically think oh you cross dress that must be how you want to be treated and that's nothing could be further from the truth totally uh-huh and now who did, does your wife hook up with other people she has yet to hook up so well but we, we, we do like i said we do go to clubs and we do we do attempt it it's just again it's not something we need in our lives and it's only something that we're both i guess willing to do if it's the right situation and now what happens when you go to these clubs? Is there swingers clubs? Like how far have you guys gone there? We've we've gone with, like I said, very little success when it comes to actually going out to the clubs. And it's, again, it's been more of a going out with no expectations. Do you do anything when you go? What goes down when you go to them? Yeah, we, we really haven't. I mean, we've talked about it. There's There are private rooms and semi-private rooms at the the club that we've been to. But uh, again, it's it's just not something we've... we've. I, I feel a lot of people in that lifestyle, they show up to those places and they thought, okay, this is who's here, so we have to pick someone. 
Well, no, I mean, and you don't get just, horny there, like you're seeing all that. these people. So you just go and you guys never have done anything together and you've never hooked up with anyone. You're just kind of like voyeurs. No, and again, not from a lack of not wanting to or trying. It's just, again, it's always been something that we, we both you know, very much have a type. We're both into the same type of guy uh, when it comes to the type of guy we want to hook up with. And it's just, yeah, it's just really never worked out for us. Wow, that's interesting. But when you go, you're not into hooking up with each other, having people watch you, nothing like, there's nothing really that it goes we've down. We've talked about it for sure. It's just, it's not something that's happened. We, we don't get to do it a lot. It's it's not in the town that we're from. It's it's always something that happens when we have a weekend to get away or so. It's not something we always have access to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, does your wife, is your wife into you? I'm assuming she knows that you could blow yourself, right? I mean, did you bring yeah, that no, up to her? Like, like, when did that conversation come up? That's it's something we did together right? early on. I haven't been able to do it in a few years. I'm, I'm getting a little older. I'm not as limber and I put on a few pounds. So, but yeah, it's like I said, I, I really think just the dialogue alone has, has really made our sex life better for sure. Because just the openness and the sharing and, and all of that. And how long into that 20 year relationship did the openness and the sharing happen again? I told her about the hooking up with guys and the cross dressing probably around the two and three year mark. Right. And we started we started we started putting ads up and going on chat lines or Craigslist and stuff like that probably around seven, eight years and it was about five years before we finally actually, you know, hooked up with that first guy together. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And that's been the only thing together. You she's done nothing solo. You've just had those couple of guys that so that black guy that was the re, most recent experience. What happened there? Why don't we end with that story? Sure. Yeah, I I got this message on Grinder from this guy. I immediately shared the picture with her because we weren't together. Like I was I was at work and I shared the picture with her and I said, This guy sent me a message, he wants to hook up. I said what, what do you think? And she thought, oh, wow, he's, he's got a nice body and a really nice cock. And she's like, if you're into it, she's like, yeah, go for it. And I was definitely intimidated for sure. She was super turned on by the idea of it and really kind of, I guess, pushed me in that direction. It was just not that it wasn't something I didn't want to do, but I think uh, her excitement of it and her being turned on by it was what made me actually go through with it. Mm-hmm. Just because he was, like I said, very, very big. You know, it was, it was definitely intimidating. Not, not just size wise, but he was like a, this big, huge bodybuilder guy. So there, there was that too. It was, and I ended up going to his house, and he let me in. I ended up using a shower quick and came out, and he was in the bedroom already, and like half hard. And I remember thinking, "Holy shit, it looks way bigger in person, and it's not even hard yet." And I was just like, "Oh my god, I don't even know if this is gonna happen." Like this guy is big right and i'm thinking to myself how am i gonna talk myself out of this or how am i gonna get out of this situation and before i knew it he he had me on all fours he was very very aggressive very he had his his agenda and started slow and really worked up to it and it was it was definitely the most submissive uh encounter i've had he was he was definitely very very aggressive very dominant and uh yeah and that, how recently was that? That's, I'm going to say, five, six months ago. Oh, wow. Okay, but did you enjoy it? I, I did. I, I, I can't. It was actually one of the, the rare, few rare times where I came before they did. Oh, really? Yeah, usually it was a kind of a simultaneous thing. But yeah, on, on a couple of occasions, I've actually orgasmed before they did. And yeah, that was, that was definitely one of them. Wow. So where do you stand with your wife now? You have this free pass. She's, she loves that experience when you tell her. You guys are totally into that. Are you dying for her to have an experience so that you get to hear about it? Yeah. Uh, again, you know, hearing about her past experiences, she's, she's been with uh, a bunch of guys before me and uh, sucking cock was always a big part of it for her. So yeah, I've always been super, super turned on about the idea of her, her hooking up with someone for sure. Wow. I mean, you have a lot going on here, Doug. Okay. You got like, you're a hoser, you're a cross-dresser, you're very bi, you have a open relationship with your wife, you're into dudes. You could come without touching yourself. You could suck your own dick. Oh my goodness. What am I going to make? The, what title am I going to use? I don't even know. <laughs> oh my God. I thought we were, I was talking, going to talk to you just about cross-dressing or 
just about pantyhose or just, but it's just a little bit of so much. There's so much there, but it, it's interesting that, I mean, a lot of times with the crush dressing, I focus a lot on the fetish and how it makes someone feel. And it just seems like that's a part of your life, but there's so many other things going on. It doesn't seem, I mean, is it the type of thing where you're always dressing or only when you hook up with guys? Like how hardcore are you into your cross dressing? I don't, I don't do it out in public a whole lot. It's, it's really something I only do out in public when, like I said, when we go out of town or if we're going to a club or something like that. I, I do it at home and it's always just, it's never like the dress or everything, the full, full makeover or whatever it is. Yeah, it's always usually just lingerie or uh, a wig and stuff like that. But yeah, she's super into it. You know, she, she's super turned on pegging me and that, that that's something she, she never really ever even thought of or considered. And it was, uh, it was something she was super turned on by the first time we did that. So, But I mean, you continue to do that all the time with her? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you live that out with her. It's like something that you do all the time. Yeah, uh, definitely more more often than not, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, can we get your wife on this on, on to call in? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I asked her if if it was something she might be interested in doing, and she she definitely is thinking about it for sure. Yeah, to hear from a woman who's like down with all of this and totally open and gives you a free pass and enjoys it all, I think would be super interesting to hear her side of things and then wonder why she hasn't been able to hook up with anybody or figure that out. Is she into girls at all or just guys? She is, yeah. She is into girls, but never done anything yet? She has before we were together. Uh, she's been with a few girls, but yeah, not uh, not since we've been together. Interesting. Okay, well, listen, Doug, thank you so much for calling in. Like I said, I'm going to have a hard time titling this one because there's a little bit of everything, <laughs> but it's definitely not just going on my Patreon. It's going to go on my regular episode. I'm going to edit it a lot so that I take out some of my dumb questions and so that it gets right to the good parts and stuff. So it'll be great. Sure. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.